This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. You can see what Eagle Saving Nations is all about. We've got to have another great awakening. They're trying to topple the republic and remove sovereignties in all nations, moving us into a new world order. Only the church can stop this insanity if the church will rise up and be what's supposed to be, salt and light, moving with the power of the Holy Spirit. Special guest today, he lives in Jerusalem, is Roy Kindle. Roy, welcome back to the Warning Program. It's good to be with you today, as always. <laughs> yes, and uh, now you live in Jerusalem. How, how many years have you been there? 33. I tell people I've lived there as long as Jesus did. Wow. Hey, that's a good analogy. You sure have. <laughs> right? yeah. And uh, I see you just about every year in Israel as I fly right. in for the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus. Yes. And so I've stayed with uh, Roy many, many times. And it's always a pleasure, and he has a lot of contacts in that nation, both in the church as well as Jewish Hebrew community, government, etc. Now, Roy just left. It was planned. He's not there right now, although he's going back, but he was certainly there during uh, most of when it initiated this war, October 7, out of nowhere started. He's been there until just recently. And so, Roy, again, in your perspective, I know October 7, they invaded Hamas, and you and I have both been all through that area, and we've been to that very kibbutz that they yes. massacred, that very kibbutz. That's right. And so, I mean, Shai Hermish, the World Jewish Congress leader, a personal friend, and, and we've been in his home. I've interviewed him on television. He took me all the way through that kibbutz, showing me everything. We mm -hmm. recorded it on television, took me in his bomb shelter, right. told me what would happen when the sirens go off. But now, mm -hmm. uh, this wasn't just the sirens going off, this was an invasion. Exactly. And so, mm -hmm. again, uh, when it initiated, I, I want a testimony of, of what you were thinking, what you know. And by the way, I still haven't been able to reach Shai Hermish. Do you know if he's alive? I believe he's still alive. Uh, maybe you didn't get my message, but his son was one of the people that are kidnapped right now. Oh, my. So they're holding his son. Oh, and, my. Uh, you know, he was also the, I don't know if he currently is, but he's been the mayor of that Kfar Aza community and also for, for many years was a Knesset member. So he's um, he's quite a, a well-known figure there, and they have his son right now. Well, I'm glad you told me that. We'll certainly put it on our international prayer list. And uh, Please, again, yeah. Shai Hermish, uh, I really, really like the man and mm -hmm. uh, been to his kibbutz different times, several times. In his home. Together, and his, yes. Yeah, right in his home. He was very, very mm -hmm. kind and uh, just treated us like royalty, and but very down to earth. And so I was highly impressed <laughs> with the character of this man, Roy. Yes, me too. And now, again, war broke out. And uh, tell me, what happened? What did you think when you heard it October 7th? Yes, we were awakened at 6.30 a.m. with the civil defense alarm going off and uh, reminiscent of the uh, Gulf War days. And uh, everybody knows what to do as soon as you hear that. And you go for your bomb shelter. In our case, as you know, because you've stayed with us so many times, we have a big house. We had uh, 10 guests with us at wow. the time, so wow. there were 12 of us in the house. Wow. But the good thing is they're all spirit-filled believers that uh, nobody panicked and was afraid. 
So it was really time to go to our our big bomb shelter and uh, have a prayer meeting and have a you know, time of prayer and worship right there. But very alarming to do that and uh, to wait to see what was going to happen because, of course, at that point, you just don't know how severe it is or where it's at or what's happening. Uh, normally, if there's uh, something happening in uh, down south, they won't send all of the civil defense alarms around the country off. So when you hear a civil defense alarm with your own ears, rather than just the phone app kind of telling you there's some kind of an attack, you know there's a definite something coming your way. Yes. So that's why we had to get ready. We had to go down there. You have, at best, 90-second warning. They know 90 seconds once that thing's gone up that you have 90 seconds to get to safety, not knowing where it's going to go. Thankfully, uh, about 97%, I've heard, of the uh, missiles are intercepted by the Iron Dome you know, system that Israel has, which is amazing. Some Just an interesting point, uh, the Iron Dome in Hebrew is called the Iron Kippa. The Kippa is the skull cap, you know, the yarmulke. It's also called the Kippa. In Hebrew, it's the Iron Kippa, just so that everybody is reminded of Psalm 121, he who watches or guards over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. It's reminding them they are under God's covering. Beautiful. And uh, so that's, it's called the Iron Kippa in Hebrew. So <laughs> that's what happened in that initial thing. And then, of course, time after time after time, the, the sirens going off. And then it didn't take long before the media started reporting that there was a terrible breach of Israeli security caught off guard on such a holiday on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, when they caught them uh, during Golda Meir's time, you know, another holiday of Yom Kippur where everyone was fasting. But uh, this time it wasn't Yom Kippur because the Hebrew calendar doesn't land every holiday exactly the same each year. But this time it fell on, as you know, Simchat Torah, which was the holiday right after the Feast of Tabernacles, the very the eighth day is the holiday called Simchat Torah, where they start reading the Torah fresh for that year again. So that's another thing, just like the Iron Dome is the Iron Kippa, this war now is called the Iron Swords. And the Bible, the Torah, Simchat Torah, beginning reading of the Torah, is the sword. You know, it's the sword is the Bible, we call it our sword. And so there's, uh, it's no accident that they're calling this war the uh, Swords of Iron or the Iron Swords, a reference to what they tried to do to us in our Simchat Torah, our celebration of the Torah, of God's Word, and so uh, we have God with us as we respond. Wonderful, wonderful. That's a good explanation for people that aren't aware of that. Uh, praise the Lord. Now, um, I initially know that over f Israelis, Hebrews, over 1,400 people were killed, <laughs> over uh, yes. 200 hostages mm -hmm. at the time. The latest I have, you can maybe improve on that as far as more current, but uh, over 40 babies beheaded. And so uh, women raped. I mean, they said that that kibbutz where you and I and, and my wife visited, and we've been there several times, it was massacred. And I know we have a lady in our congregation here at World Ministries International, Sharon Dodge. I don't know if you remember her, but mm -hmm. uh, elderly. 
Her husband, Dan, recently went on to be with the Lord. But he, you know, I did an interview with him because he had a marvelous vision of heaven and what the Lord said in heaven. And and he was excited. He didn't want to come back to earth when it was his time. Yeah. He said, no, 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 I want to stay. And and boom. But everybody that goes yeah. there says. <laughs> boom. He was instantly back in the body. But when the memorial was there, they actually played that for the family because how beautiful. Mm. Uh, he had a forewarning. Mm-hmm. He did not want to come back at that time. Right. And he came right. back. The Lord said, tell mm-hmm. what you saw in heaven. I know we're a little off track, but I think it's good to know these realities in the in the Absolutely. days we live in. You know, he saw a lady in her prime and she had a family on earth, but uh, she was in her prime, beautiful and running and dancing. And he complained to the Lord, why would you bring uh, such a lady to heaven? She has a family on earth and why why would you leave them? And the Lord said, she's a hundred years old. And, uh, you know, the point point is, and I've always thought this, I've actually taught it not as not as a fact i can't find it that way as a fact but i've always right. believed it but i believe and i still do and with that testimony we are in our prime in heaven we're in I our prime so. i don't think we're old and frail say, and we'll know as we are known yes and i think the implication even in the original hebrew is that as you're known at your best yeah <laughs> your and, and so why would god bring us in heaven all <laughs> crippled and disabled no way. And so, I mean, this is exciting. Yeah. She was in her prime. He did not want to come back to earth. And so, it was so encouraging at the memorial. They're watching her husband, their father, their grandfather, and how happy he was and how he did not right. want to come back at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. now, I mean, it was just so appropriate at the time. Everybody was encouraged. That was the last thing they saw when we closed the memorial. You know, if I could just add to, I mean, uh, in light of what you're saying, there's been a number of people have said to me, you know, well, you keep singing and saying and quoting the scripture, Psalm 121, he who watches Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And to the uh, uneducated or unbeliever, it could look like God fell asleep for this to happen. How could he allow this to happen? And exactly in line with what you're saying to the world, death is the end. To us, it's not, it's not the end. We don't like tragedies like this, but God never said that trusting him means that nothing bad will happen to you. There will be trials. Um, You know, many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Lord delivers us. Uh, Still, bad things happen to good people. There are in wars. There are tragedies. There are losses. There are atrocities. But in the end, still, the one who watches Israel, I tell people, now you watch and you keep listening. There will be story after story after story. God's stories of deliverance, people that um, already they're saying miraculous things that happened, but also the way Israel will, uh, okay, they learned that on their own strength, they were caught off guard and this thing happened. So it's not by might, it's not by power, but now they're going to see what the Spirit of God will do as he comes in to honor his word that um, when he brought his people back, they're never going to be rooted, uprooted out of their land again. We'll see. They will win, but they will win at the hand of God. Uh, The swords of iron is not going to be the iron fist of strength, though. It's going to be the power of God's word because of his spoken word of promises. So, yes. So, but but, we can be comforted by knowing that the tragic losses that, uh, Eternity in heaven is going to erase those sad memories. 
Well, you're you're so you're so correct, Roy. And I always tell people, you know, this side of heaven, uh, the Bible says Satan is the prince of this world. So don't blame evil things on God. Uh, it's right. Satan. And if the church allows it to happen because we don't rule and reign, take dominion, then it's our fault. And we're right. losing America because of the church is dysfunctional. But this is not God's fault. He is there. He's ready to return. He's ready to rule and reign. And he's going to remove yes. eventually right unrighteous leaders. He's going to take mm-hmm. over. And then there'll be peace on earth. But uh, they can be encouraged that God wins, we win in the end. Right. And these unrighteous leaders have only uh, exposed their true nature. They've shown the world. Totally. Totally. uh, How evil they are. And I mean, they just make ISIS look mild compared to the atrocities that they've done. So uh, another thing that, that I think helps people, because I talk to a number of people that say, well, what about the... There are Palestinians that are hurting and, and, and caught in the crossfire and all this other stuff. Um, and they think that you should sit down and negotiate with Hamas. But Hamas, their whole purpose is not the plight of the Palestinian people. They're not there. That's their front. And that's their how they get the world to to uh, to uh, comply with them. Uh, but that's not it. That's just their their fake front. Their goal is to wipe Israel off the map, as you know, to kill as many, to kill all the Jews, to get Israel completely out of the Middle East. Because, uh, like our mutual friend Jan Willem van der Hoven, old Dutch preacher, says, uh, <laughs> Israel's existence is a stick in the eye of Allah, he says. And they can't stand that it's a Jewish nation is right in the middle of all of this, these Muslim nations. But anyway, so that's their goal. Uh, they're not doing this to try to make life better for the the Palestinians under Israeli occupation. They have more freedoms, more liberties than they do in any other nation around there. But um, so what I like to say is um, for people that think they should sit down and negotiate with Hamas, they've done it over and over and over. What's the definition of insanity, right? When you keep thinking you're going to get a different result. They played cast and mouse too long. Uh, they they overplayed their hand with this terrible atrocity. So imagine if people need a good example to help them put it into perspective. What if the world said uh, that the UN, that the United States and everybody, the Allied forces should sit down and negotiate with Hitler? You know, and maybe he'll stop killing so many people and murdering so many people and slaughtering. And maybe he'll slow down if we just negotiate with him. So they weren't against Germany. They were against the the evil dictator Hitler and his Nazi program. So the, uh, the world needs to see this is not a battle with the Palestinians. It's a battle with this. Uh, Nazi-type leadership called Hamas. Yeah, their charter, their charter is to to wipe the Hebrews, the Jews, off the face of the earth, to let all of the land be given back to the Muslims, and after they they destroy the nation of Israel, they destroy America, and so that's, that's right. Don't, people that, don't know that you know that, that's right in their charter. We're next, we're next on their list. Yes, that's yeah. right in their charter. Yeah. So they, you know, there, there's no intention for them to uh, have a two-state solution. Israel's offered it five times. They don't right. want a two-state solution. They want all of the land. Exactly. And it's not and the normal. Being backed by Iran, they they know that they, as a 
a smaller organization like them, even if they combine with Hezbollah up in the north or the uh, the PIJ, all these other organizations, even the Palestinian Authority, uh, they all know they're too small on their own, but they also all know they're backed by Iran, who is working for nuclear capacity. And uh, then, especially with Iran backing, they they would be able to strike at America and potentially wipe us off as well. So Israel is just taking it on the chin for everybody else. Yeah. And the normal, the normal, if we want to use the word Palestinian, which again, uh, you know, they've made that term up because they're they're Arabs from Jordan and Egypt. And uh, Palestinian used to mean the Jews in Israel. That's exactly right. Now, I was going to get into that. I mean, I've done quite a few programs since since this happened. I'm sure you have. And uh, that's exactly what it means. And and, and the Hebrews go back 3,500 years, long before Islam was ever even initiated. Uh, Up until uh, not too many decades ago, the Jerusalem Post was actually called the Palestine Post because it meant it meant the Jewish people, everybody that lived there. That's exactly right, Roy. A lot of people don't understand that. Now, ladies Arafat, and gentlemen, uh, took, the, took the word and polished it up and, and created this whole fictitious idea of a Palestinian state, meaning Arabs and Muslims. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right, because there is no justification. Jerusalem's not even mentioned in the entire Quran. So right. this they're just making this up to give them some excuse to, again, attack God through the Jews and then the Americans. It's a religious battle. It's not a political battle. It's, it's a religious battle whose God is going to be worshipped, and we already know how that's going to turn out. That's exactly right. We can break it down that very simple. It's a fight for the real God. Right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in to the warning program, my special guest is Roy Kindle out of uh, Jerusalem. And uh, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. My website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Now, Roy, how long again have you lived in Jerusalem? 33 years. Okay. And so give your reason why you're there. I know that you were uh, a youth pastor once and a music pastor in Florida. Uh, Give us a little bit of your background. Right. We were co-pastoring a church in Vero Beach, Florida for 12 years. And uh, we watched it grow from less than 100 people to 1,500 people. And we were doing large scale productions for six and 8,000 people several times a year. Uh, Because of that, we kind of caught the eye of the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem, also called ICEJ, uh, who were doing also large uh, production every year during uh, Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. People from over 100 nations would come, uh, about the same number of people, six to 8,000 people were coming. And uh, they asked me in 88, and 1988, 1989, if I would come and help them. And then in 1990, they invited uh, me, what I consider moving my whole family, my wife and I, and our two children who were ages uh, uh, 11 and 12 at the time, would we consider moving to Jerusalem and uh, to, to be with them full time throughout the year, other things they were doing. Uh, that happened to be, I don't know, my story takes too long for this program. I'll try to put it in a nutshell. Uh, happened to be the year that Saddam Hussein was doing what's happening right now and threatening <laughs> to wipe Israel off the map. Okay, so, okay. So we, we've been around this block a few times already. Yes, yes. And um, so it certainly didn't seem like a, a great idea 
And especially when I asked him, you know, I said, so, but what would the salary be? I'd have to, I'd have to support my family. And he said, that's the only problem. We can't pay you anything. And I said, that can't be God. That's impossible. Uh But then that phrase, I realized, what did I just say? God is the God of the impossible. Long story cut, very short. We ended up, uh, God confirmed that's what he wanted us to do. We've been living by faith these whole 33 years. Um, and in, by showing up where God says to show up, was it, uh, I hate to use a worldly analogy, but Woody Allen, I think it said uh, 80 or to 90% of life is just showing up. <laughs> so it works in the kingdom of God too. We just showed up where God tell, told us to show up, ended up being uh, before the Israeli parliament, the government, the five of the last prime ministers been able to um, minister directly to them personally and in group settings government officials, uh, they appreciated uh, my ability to bring um, Jewish people and Christian people together on the same page to worship the God of Israel. And uh, they could trust me in that where uh, we could find a way that we can all worship him together. And um, as a result of that, uh, as you know, Knesset Christian Allies Caucus was formed and a Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast and many other things that are actually uh, nations around the world are uh, making uh, different decisions because of they're becoming informed through these things. And uh, a lot of legislation, including moving the, uh, the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, came out of these endeavors. And so it put us in a place, in addition to mentoring, when we got there, there were 25 congregations in the country. Today, there are over 350. And so we're mentoring uh, leaders in worship and youth and pastors and ministering to them and and the, the home that you've been in, as you know, uh, they come and they pour their hearts out and they can trust us and government leaders and uh, kingdom leaders together, you know, um, all those things uh, God has had us doing. And so, um, you know, this I will just say this, because, again, I, I'm not looking at a clock and you know our time better than I do. But uh, uh, I one of the point I want to just insert in here is concerning the government, as you well know, and I'm sure you had many programs on this topic, but uh, the government was completely split to the point of near civil war. I understand. And extreme far leftists and extreme far rightists, you know, the, the leftists, anything goes, the rightists, they think it needs to be every, all the laws need to be based on the rabbis and, you know, and babies in between and trying to, you know, work all this out. And um, if this war has done anything, it's brought the people together. As I said, when it comes to defending ourselves, we are one nation. It's brought them together. Even uh, uh, Bibi Netanyahu with Benny Gantz, they wouldn't come together before, but now they are working together, which is something I was praying for. And this is happening now. And so it's brought them together and uh, it's brought the nation together. You may have also heard that uh, Israel is the only nation in history that's had more people come into the nation during a time of war than going out because the people are coming back together as one. Well, that is certainly true. And I know this year, earlier this year, you and I were both in the the Knesset uh, together for the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus. And a tremendous time. I know I stayed there three days uh, meeting with different world leaders. But... uh, it's, it's very important for, uh, as you mentioned, for leaders, uh, uh, Christian leaders, uh, Jewish leaders, mm-hmm. for us to right. come together. Uh, exactly. That's a critically important thing. United we stand, divided we fall. 
And mm-hmm. so we must be on the side of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We, we must uh, be on the side of the Bible. And uh, right. I know they use the Bible quite a bit in their uh, speeches. And, uh, and so, I mean, this is very important. I might even add to that just quickly that uh, they're using the Bible primarily, I think, well, I can't say primarily, but along, I'm sure the rabbis are, are instructing them as well. But they are getting a lot of their, their biblical firepower from Christians. Exactly. Who are telling them. I, I know somebody that Bibi Netanyahu calls right before he does a press conference and he gets a scripture and he goes out and tells it to the world. And uh, I like to say that uh, through uh, endeavors like uh, these things that are happening, uh, combined with Christians, we're giving them a biblical backbone to stand strong. And they say openly themselves. So we're not taking credit for something they haven't admitted themselves that these Christians are reminding us what our book says and why we can be uh, certain based on the Bible that that we what we're doing is necessary and that we will win. And I've watched them and listened to them and being over there and talking to them and and the discussions. Uh, they use the Bible to justify their existence and and their, their history and things like this, and mm-hmm. which is so true. I mean, that's what we all believe, and that's what we use together, and that's why we're we're siding with them. We we yeah. believe we you know what God is saying, and so uh, the Bible is very important for Jew and Christian. Right. And and the enemy is so clever. The Bible, as you know, says uh, not to be ignorant of Satan's devices and his cunning skill. Uh, people think that we as Christians who support Israel, uh, that we use the Bible to justify what they have manufactured uh, terminology, that we justify colonization. You probably heard that to justify um, what else? What's the other word? Colonization. And uh, the force and, you know, abuse of Palestinian people, that Israel is abusive and, and uh, that they're all these things, you know, that they're saying that is just not true. Genocide, they call it genocide. They call it everything that uh, the Hamas and others are doing. Somehow they flip it around and make it look like that's what Israel's doing. And it's just not true. And we don't think that you should go in and just wipe out people. And, uh, people like Hamas, you have to wipe out the evil just the same way Hitler had to be stopped. Nazism had to be stopped. But the same spirit behind Nazism is is alive and well in this radical Islamic. That's the other thing. It's not an Arab conflict. It's, it's um, an Islam conflict. Yeah, it's like we said at the very beginning, it's right out of hell itself, whose God is real, if we want to use the word Satanism, but just like cancer, you can't let it just, you can't ignore it, it will continue until it kills you. And so, you know, if you let your enemy, I always say, if you're going to, if you're going to have to fight, fight today, tomorrow they get stronger. Uh, let's get right. this thing over with because mm-hmm. they've allowed the cancer to grow far too long. And, mm-hmm. and the, the people themselves living in there, they want them removed. They're, they're terrified. They're being used as pawns, as human shields. Mm-hmm. They That's want them the gone. Right. And, and but they're right. afraid they can't do anything because they'll be they, killed they just like Jews or Christians would. Exactly. And so it's time to to just end it. Now, uh, mm-hmm. we're coming to an end. Uh, 15 seconds, Roy, closing comments. We know that the Lord wins, and we know that he who watches Israel never slumbers or sleeps. And then Psalm 122 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Those who do so will prosper, because then we'll be paying attention, and we'll see God do what he promised he will do for Israel 
And he says, what I do for Israel, I will do for you. And that's the whole purpose. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Go on, join Eagle Saving Nations. Give us your very best love offering to get this on national television. We did not hardly touch nothing. Roy, I want you on again, okay? I would love that. Okay, you'll be on very soon this very week. God bless you.